Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let the church say amen again. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Before I get into the sermon, I'm going to make a quick announcement. Um, we did it in video form last week, but December 17th is our big give. Thank you, Donna. Uh, it deserves a woo. Our big give. That's where we give above and beyond our regular giving. Uh, and every penny, every penny, every penny goes to serve the least of these. So it's an important offering. It's December 17th. December 17th. You can write it down if you want. It's December 17th. It's December 17th. That offering is December 17th. Because it's important because somebody will get clean water because of that offering. That's why I'm stressing the day. It's December 17th. Some orphan will get what they need. Some child in prison will get what they need. All the money goes towards that. Nothing else. We ain't fixing up stuff in the church. It all goes towards helping someone else. And I even like to say it's not just helping. We really want to try to do life with people. Every single year that we've done the Big Give, you all have been generous. Honestly, you're generous, period. So thank you. Um, frankly, I expect you to be generous this year because that's kind of who you have proven to be. But as lead servant here today, here's what I want to say. Let's go beyond merely giving an offering, and let's start being an offering. That's, that's what we want to do this year, not, not like a one-time thing. So I wrote down for 2024, maybe that's your year that you go to Kenya Uganda, Tanzania uh, with our team. For some of you, you're supposed to do that. You've been scared. You don't know how you're going to get the money. God will provide. God will protect. If you ain't scared in America, you ain't got no business being scared. That's a whole word. <laughs> and we in Atlanta. Maybe 2024 is your year where you help feed the hungry, like we do here regularly at the factory. Uh, so yesterday, people were feeding. We feed in Atlanta. We're now partnering with the local ministry. It's so many opportunities to feed people. Don't just give money, Big Give Sunday. Uh, come on out and help us feed people. Maybe 2024 is the year that you help us with our prison ministry where we minister to young people in the youth detention center. Think about that, young people behind bars. Uh, some of you have been there. And so these things are important to Jesus. We do these things because of what Jesus says in Matthew. He says, when I was hungry, either you fed me or you didn't. I was thirsty, either you gave me water or you didn't. Uh, uh, you were either hospitable to me or you weren't. You came to visit me in prison or, or, or in jail. 
Uh, that's why we do. So this year, let's not just give an offering. Let's be an offering. When we met Sunday after church, the, the team here, the elders here, I was blessed because people went around the room and shared. And pretty much every ministry that shared, uh, without me prompting anybody, for 2024, they have on their ministry schedules where they're going to be serving people, youth, all, pretty much every area that spoke. And I was like, that's the ethos that we want here. Um, we want to be a generous church. And uh, for some of you now, it's time for you to go beyond writing a check and giving yourself. And man, those amens overwhelm me. When is it? December 17th. December 17th. Please give. Father, we thank you. I'm just going to be frank. I, I, don't, I don't need anybody to give me food. I don't need a coat. I got my closets are packed. I don't need shoes to walk walk streets because I don't have a roof over my head. Uh, I've drank a few bottles of water today. Three or four o'clock this morning, my, my gallon of water that I drank was too cold. I had to put it on the table, let it warm up. So let me not forget that it's your great big old hands that have been faithfully providing for me. Even when I was in the womb, you were knitting me together. May none of us forget. Some of us overslept today because we got a bed that comfortable. So hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I want to glorify now you with the word that Holy Spirit you wrote. Would you please lead this time? I decrease, I beg you to increase. Holy Spirit, please do what I can't do. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Nah, nah. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it. That's okay. Thank y'all for what you do. We'll put that on YouTube, though. That was going to be good. <laughs> I didn't preach much this series because uh, the elders and the team gave me time off. I didn't ask for it. I'm grateful. They said, hey, you can take time off. You can grieve your father. It's Pastor's Appreciation Month. We appreciate you. And I, I ain't going to lie. I enjoyed my time. Uh, so I'm announcing this. I'm about to take the whole year. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I, didn't, I didn't preach, had I preached, uh, 
I would have told those of you that are new or at the church this. Those of you that's been coming, you've heard me say it. Uh, I'm not the leader here. God is. Uh, I'm, I'm his servant. To be honest, that feels good just saying, Justin. I ain't just a servant. I'm his servant. That, that's, that's, that's my title. So you don't have to call me bishop, apostle, pastor, none of that. If you call me servant, that's a compliment. Uh, 493 times the Bible uses the word servant. Six times leader. Think you're trying to tell us something? I, I do. I do. I do. By the way, this ain't in my sermon, but you can pray for me as I try to do my dissertation because that's what I'm writing my dissertation on. And uh, I don't want to say too much because stuff is online now, but everybody don't want me to write it. And some people, they have, they have some power, but I believe that's what I'm supposed to write it on. Somebody said, but you're not going to find resources. I'm like, well, what is this? <laughs> I'm at a Christian school. Anyway, anyway, man. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm just like, we're in Matthew 10, by the way. I'm just like the 12 that Jesus is talking to. I'm a disciple. That's what I am. I'm a student of Christ. <laughs> I'm, I'm a follower of his. Yeah, I love him. That's who I am. And so that's why I wanted to preach the text, because this is, we got to get this. We got to get it. We got to get it. In the text, had I preached week one, you know I like everything to start with the same ladder. We'd have talked about calling. That's week one. It's verses one through four. Week two, we'd have talked about commissioning. Disciples are called. They're commissioned. Uh, that would have been verses five through 15. Week three, we would have talked about calls because Jesus said, I'm sending y'all out like sheep in the midst of wolves. It's going to be trouble. There's a cost to pay. Uh, week four, I would have talked about calm because in spite of the calls, in spite of the persecution, he says, don't fear. Don't be afraid. So you can be around hell and not be influenced and still be chill if you got God. Uh, last week, I talked about conflict, even in your home. When you get saved, somebody can testify, when I got saved, that's when the hell started breaking loose at the crib. And then this week, compensation, compensation. Now, when I put this series together, it was about a year ago, I couldn't wait to do this week because it's compensation. I was like, oh, the disciples getting compensated. I, I, I probably would have uh, had David get on the keys and I would have said something like this, payday is coming after a while. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. Payday is coming after a while. Streets of gold coming after a while. Walls of jasper coming after a while. Mansion coming after a while. A tree that's good enough for the healing of the nation coming after a while. Crystal river coming after a while. But that ain't what this text is about. And I didn't discover that this week. I was like, but Lord, I, I put a series together. Think that, but now just stay true to the text. Uh, the text 
and about the disciples' payday. If you look at the text, the text is for the whoever's. It's for the whoever's. It's for the who. Blake, you're my son. If you amen, you, I give you $10. Real talk. I know that don't mean much this generation. It's for the whoever's. Matthew 10, verses 40, 41, 42, five times in three verses, Jesus says the word whoever. Y'all hear me? So if you're reading the Bible and you see a word over and over and over and over again, you want to pay that some attention. In my Bible, you see I got it highlighted. Five times in three verses. That's who he's talking about, the whoever. Here's what he says in verse 40. He says, whoever, whoever, number one, welcomes you. He's talking to the disciples. Whoever welcomes you, Peter, James, John, whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever, whoever, number two, welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Welcome number three, verse 41. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. Whoever, number four, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of a righteous person. Number five, and whoever gives even a cup of cold water. In this, in this region, y'all know how hot it is? If you're preaching, you're walking around preaching, and somebody give you a cup of cold water, that's a big deal. Don't just read the stuff and think it's in there accidentally. By the way, if you got something small to give to somebody in ministry, don't think it's a big deal, give it. If you want to just send a little email, that's, that's a big deal to me. Thank you. Two weeks in a row, y'all making me work, but that's what I get paid for. <laughs> Whoever gives, I thought y'all be happy I'm back. <laughs> Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these who little ones. In the name of a disciple, truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. So Jesus is talking about the whoever's, but he don't call them to himself. He calls his disciples to talk about the whoever's. And here's really what Jesus is saying. If the whoever's support y'all, I will supply them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And let me say it again. If they uh, uh, support y'all, if you're a prophet, they support your ministry. If you're a righteous person, they, they show you hospitality. If you're just a little person, if they, if they help you, I'll hook them up. So I like to pretend that I'm there. That I, Let's just say I'm Peter's brother and I'm with him. I'm one of the 12. If I'm one of the 12 and I hear Jesus telling me this, Here's my mindset as one of the 12 for all the whoever's. Any whoever's in the room, maybe you ain't saved, you don't know the Lord, uh, and you just whoever. We glad you're here, by the way. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad. And I hope when you leave, you won't be a whoever. You're going to be a disciple. That's what I'm hoping. But let me say this to you, if you're a whoever, as it pertains to me, a disciple and other disciples, y'all better recognize. Therein lies my sermon title. Y'all better, y'all better recognize. And uh, I went to school in Alberton. Y'all better recognize. Y'all, y'all, y'all better recognize. Y'all better recognize point number one, that I'm connected to God 
So my presence brings his presence. This only three verses, but this is really good teaching. Jesus just talking. Uh, let me say it again. I'm connected with God. Y'all disciples, y'all need to get happy. You're, con you're connected with God. And because you're connected with God, your presence brings his presence. So when you step in the room, you step in the room with God. When you go to work, you, you go to work with God. David Green, our piano player, years ago, it was a long time ago, he got this. He, he was testifying one morning. He was on a flight having to come to church to play, but the flight was going to be late. It's going to be late. So he was going to be late. He started praying. He started. So he, so he does more than play keys. Uh, he started praying, and his prayer was this text. He was like, Lord, uh, get me there on time. And really, everybody who's here, they're affected because I'm praying. Everybody that's here going to get there on time because I'm here, because I'm talking to God. This plane is going to leave on time. It ain't going to crash because of me and my connection with you. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Y'all better recognize he more than a keyboard player. Uh, 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 he's connected to God, and because he's connected to God, his presence brings God's presence. Hey, that's good news, Thanksgiving. When you go and chill with your family, you walking in their house, God in you. It's verse 40. It's verse 40. Uh, he says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. We're associated. Uh, uh, Y'all are wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in me. When you get saved, you ain't alone anymore. You got the King of kings, Lord of lords, in you and with you all, all the time. So, so Jesus knew, he, he's been talking a while now, he knew that there were going to be people who opposed the 12 bitterly. He, he's honest with him. He said, I'm sending y'all out like sheep among wolves. Y'all going to have trouble even in your own home. He knew it, but he also knew there were going to be some whoever's who, who they're going to look out for you. They might not even be saved. Y'all know some people like that. They ain't saved, but they nicer than some of the saved folks you know. They, look, they respect that you love the Lord. He was talking... Uh, to the twelves, and he's saying to them, whoever receives you receives me, and they receive the heavenly Father who sent me. You know what I love about Jesus? Here's what he's saying. Jesus knew that not all would meet him in his flesh. They would have to meet him through his followers. Let me say it again. If y'all thinking Jesus is going to be a genie and magically appear at your job, no, he gave you the job so you can represent him. Can I have some water, please? When the church gave me time off, I was already going to Boston. I was going to Boston University for a consortium. I went, it was a Christian consortium, no Bible. <laughs> and I questioned how Christian it was. People were nice, though. 
had a speaker from Yale, really nice. Speakers from all over the place. But so I'm thinking, man, if I could do it again. The church was nice enough to let me take my wife. They gave time off. Ain't nothing like being with Lucille, nothing. Oh. And so if I could do it again, I wouldn't go to the consortium. We would just walk the streets of Boston, being real. Maybe had another little baby. <laughs> Our last full day in Boston, if you know me, man, I, I said, I'm going to find a place in Boston. And there's always a street with the fly stores. Uh, I, I don't know, H&M, Zara, Saks Fifth Avenue. It's in every city. And so I, I, I started Googling stores I wanted to see. I wanted a New Balance store. I Googled, and I knew it would be the area, Newberry Street, if you ever go to Boston. Had my book bag. I'm with my wife, and the street is packed. We got one more day to be there, and I'm looking. We go in the tailor shop. We go in all of these nice places. We don't have the money, but we looking. I go in the New Balance store, find these fly pair of green New Balance I look at him, I come out of the New Balance store. We're walking on this packed street. I got my wife there. It's a beautiful day. It's sunny. It's romantical. <laughs> and we're walking, streets packed. And before you know it, it just popped up on us. There's a table on the street with a psychic palm reader there. And she basically told me to come there. And immediately, I know me. I'm kind of confrontational, and, and, and I started praying. I don't want to destroy her. I want to love her. I'm confrontational. Take that away from me right now. I, I, what she's doing don't make sense to me. I don't need to tell her that. Just, just give me a door to talk to her. She, and she wants to read my palm. Without trying to be rude, I said, hey, uh, I have Jesus. And I just tried to say, stay calm. I have Jesus, and I don't really remember everything I said, but I just started sharing Jesus with her, started sharing Jesus with her, and I'm praying the whole time simultaneously. You can do both, and before you know it, if it's all right, I, I grabbed her hand. Don't never done this before. My wife's there, and I held her hand. Two weeks went by, and it hit me. In the palm of my hand, I had a palm reader's hand. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and I started talking to her just about, just about Jesus. I ain't mentioned the factory. Sorry. I ain't mentioned that I like Air Jordans. Just Jesus. Oh, my, y'all don't hear me. I just talked to her about Jesus, Tracy. And she makes, she's making money doing this. And I, my wife is here. She started crying. I'm not talking a cute cry. I'm talking about I'm getting free. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> She started crying, and I just held, kept holding her hand, talking about Jesus, asking her if she was saved, telling her all of this stuff. Don't remember everything I said. And I'm talking she cried. No confrontation. I'm thinking I'm messing up her money. She's going to try to fight me back. None of that. Gave her my card, told her, hey, you don't have, because she says she don't know if she says, you don't have to doubt. Jesus made it simple. And I'm saying that to somebody in here. And you ain't got to doubt. He said, he said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so somebody in here, maybe you need that. And man, I, we left there, and I had class, 
had my book bag, didn't get the new balance. And we're walking, and my wife can't stop saying the same thing, wow. She just keeps saying, wow. She keeps saying, wow, for a whole evening. The next morning, I said, why, why you keep saying, wow? And she said, man, you just shared the gospel on the spot. By the way, if I'm making myself look good, now stay it to the whole sermon because I'm going to make myself look bad in a minute. Because <laughs> I'm just Keith. I don't get it all right. And I, I said, why are you saying wow? She said, uh, we could clearly see Jesus has authority. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, you, she said, you weren't scared to share the gospel. I was. But here's what I can say to my wife. I was never alone. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, didn't, I wasn't just praying to anybody. I was praying to a very real God. He walked with me to the table. He, he's the one that took my hand. I don't hold women's hand, but he had me do it. So, so when I'm praying, I'm praying to a real God. According to the verse, he's with me. Do y'all hear me? So what are you scared of? He's with us. If you come in, in contact with the psychic, he's with you. On your job, he's with you. In college, in school, you walk into the room different. And you ain't built different. He saved you. You can't pat yourself on the back. So your mindset needs to be, uh, when you see the whoever's, uh, because I'm connected, you're going to be affected. <laughs> uh, when you eating that potato salad and them baked beans and that turkey and that ham and your blood pressure start going up at Thanksgiving, tell the person next to you, hey, because I'm connected, you're going to be affected. We're going to do more than watch football today. We're going to do more than watch a, a, a pigskin being thrown. I'm in the room Thanksgiving with Jesus living in me. So what I hope happens is pastor here, servant here, I hope we have what I call some demonstrative tendencies. Yeah, yeah, what's demonstrative tendencies? I hope you walk like you know Jesus with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, seriously. Stop walking like a punk. Yeah, yeah. I hope you talk like you know Jesus with you. I hope you, I hope you stick your chest out and stop being a wimp. The Holy Spirit is in you. I hope when you go in the conference room at work, you go in that conference room like you know Jesus is with you. And some of the whoever's, even Thanksgiving, some of the whoever's, Eric, they ain't going to like it. Uh, but tell them in your head. Y'all better recognize it. You don't really want to mess with me because of who my daddy is. My daddy can fight. <laughs> y'all heard me? So let me say that to a couple of y'all who be sending me emails and stuff like that. Nah, y'all don't want to mess with me because who my daddy is. Isn't that a good feeling? To know that God's your daddy. Y'all better recognize, number two, I only got two points today. And so I'm going to make this last one real long. <laughs> Y'all better recognize number two, I'm a conduit of God, so my presence brings you a prize. 
It's, it's just what Jesus is talking. I'm a conduit of God, so when I show up, you treat me right, there's a prize in it for you, like a Cracker Jack box. So if you or whoever, again, know that when you treat God's people right, it's something, I'm just talking about, the, we're going to read it, it's something in it waiting for you. So stop hating us, because you're hating your blessing. <laughs> it's verse 41. Verse 41 says, whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet, this ain't Keith making it up, will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. So in other words, God blesses the whoever's who faithfully support prophets, righteous people, uh, regular Christians. He, 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 he blesses them. Prophet. That's somebody who speaks, that's what says the Lord. That's what a prophet is. People can call themselves prophet. you got to inspect them. Are they preaching what God said? If they're not, uh, they're going to have all the websites they want. You're only a prophet if you get in his presence and you let him talk through you. The best way to do it is just teach this. So let me say to the whoever's watching online, if you support a prophet in his ministry, not a fake one, a real one, if, and I'm not even talking money, if you're hospitable to them, I'm talking about the text, if you welcome them, uh, if you receive them, you might do it in 2023 right here. Somewhere down the line, somewhere, it might be 2027, you can expect a holy hookup. I'm just telling you. If, if if, you, if you're hospitable to a righteous person, somebody who serves God by following Jesus, you might hook them up in 2021, and it ain't happened yet. But if you keep serving God, somewhere down the line, there's a holy hookup for you. Hey, hey, if you give the smallest of gifts, uh, to one of the little ones, maybe just a cup of water. If you send a positive email, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can expect down the line a holy hookup. You ain't even saved, but you treated God's people right. And he's looking, and he's going to hook you up, maybe drawing you so you can get saved. Y'all read the verses? Only three of them. He says the little ones. Y'all see what he did? He said prophet, righteous, and then the little ones. It's almost like he knows how we think. We're three-dimensional. We can't think like him, so he made it so we can understand it. I'll start with what they consider the large people. <laughs> you know, they don't mind pulling his car up to the church because he's a prophet. Yeah, I'll start there, and then I'll go to righteous people. And then, you know, the ones that they don't even say hi when they walk to in church. Some, there's people that walk in church, man, we can't ignore anybody. You're, sometimes you need to skip the line to talk to me and talk to somebody else. Yes. 
And I love talking to y'all. Y'all don't, y'all, we okay? Yeah. Somebody that comes in here, man, ain't nobody talked to them all week. Here's the thing that's cool. Prophet, righteous person, little one. All three of them disciples. At the end of the day, that's why, that's why I just call me a disciple. So at the factory, we ain't putting you on a pedestal. But here's what I like about the text. <laughs> when he talks about the little one, it teaches us whoever's, all the whoever's in the room, learn to recognize the capacity in which a person comes to you. Let me say that one more time. Not an amen sermon. Just want y'all to get it. Uh, Learn to recognize the capacity in which a person comes to you. See, you could be entertaining angels, but you don't, but you looking at the clothes, and the clothes dirty, and you miss the blessing. Let me tell you why that's personal to me. My father. Y'all know how I feel about my dad. He, his clothes were always dirty, man. He was always in the garden working. He worked two jobs. His fingernails were dirty. He was working. Couldn't put a noun and a verb together to save his life. Man, man, I wish my parents could see me in school now because they didn't have that. And sometimes people look down on him not knowing he's the godliest man I know. Whoever's in the room. Recognize the capacity in people. Yeah, they don't, they, don't, they don't know how to conjugate a verb. You don't either. <laughs> I don't even know if I said that right. You might be sitting beside your blessing now. Recently, I invited a man to dinner. It's the summer. I had time off. I invited him to dinner. This man texts me encouraging messages all the time. He'll call me sometimes at night, and I'll go on my deck. I know he's going to bless me with something good. He'll tell me, man, I've been praying for you, and God been speaking to me about you. I love it. So I was like, you know what? I literally felt led to ask him to dinner. I'll pay, let's go to dinner, because you're always encouraging me. He doesn't live in this area. He doesn't go to this church. He's on the other side of Atlanta, but he thinks of me. So I said, let's go to dinner. It's on me. We get to dinner. We sit down. We have a good conversation. Um, He won't let me pay, and so I didn't argue. (laughs) Not me? Yeah, no, ain't no need arguing. And had I known, I would have got more. (laughs) Uh, And then we're getting ready to go. And he said, hey, let me go to the restroom real quick. Had a huge backpack. Almost scared me a little bit. It was heavy, clearly. Had it on his back. Big dude. Then he comes back, and he got the backpack to the front now. And it's clearly heavy. And then he had a plastic bag in his hand. I was like, Lord, did I make a mistake? (laughs) And uh, he said, where's your car? And I told him, he said, I'm going to walk with you to your car. We get to walk into my car. We're talking. We get to my car. He hugs me. He tells me goodbye. I get in the car, throw up the deuces. Just before I close the door, he took that plastic bag, threw it in the car. Car blew up. No, not that didn't happen. 
That didn't happen. It didn't happen, Isaiah. That didn't happen. But he did throw it in the car, and I wrote down, I don't know if it's exact words. Here's what he said. He said, God told me to bless you. I'm just obeying. And I couldn't wait to get to the plastic bag, but I drove. I got home. My wife is watching Dateline. It was a Friday night. <laughs> For real. I'm serious. And uh, I opened the plastic bag, and it wasn't $10, it wasn't $20, it wasn't even a few hundred. It wasn't even a thousand. It was thousands. I like y'all. Y'all, y'all feel me right here. Lift your hands, praise them. I know y'all young. I know you young, but did y'all hear what I said? <laughs> it was see, they cute. Everybody else cute. They get thousands. I ain't never just got a thousand tossed in the car on me. Y'all cute, boy. Y'all don't know what to praise God for. Y'all be happy for me. And you know what I thought? Had I known. We'd have been going to dinner every week. Had I known, we would have been doing daily dinners. Every day we would have dinner. But I didn't know. The reason I didn't know, he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me he was a conduit. He didn't tell me he was a blessing. Hey, 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 shame on us if we don't let our coworkers know when you hang with me, you're hanging with a blessing. You're hanging with a conduit. Shame on you if you don't let your family know Thanksgiving. I carry Jesus with me, and my blessing uh, is, is for you. It's in me. Open up your mouth and tell them who's inside of you. Open up your mouth and tell them what you possess. Tell them how he changed you and give it to them free. Freely. Don't charge them. Give it to them. Man, we have the greatest of all times, and we silent on it? Think about that. And, and some of us, we all have family members we judge a little bit. Guess what that family member needs? You to be a conduit for the blessing that comes from God. I ain't got time to judge my family. I love being around my mama's side of the family. All of them drank. All of them smoked. But I come with Jesus. And I ain't offended by a beer. <laughs> you ain't that holy. I want to say some stuff, but it ain't in there. It ain't, I wouldn't be a prophet. <laughs> Whoever's, it's crazy for you to dislike us because we the conduit. Those of you that's not saved, you can't stand Christians. You hurting yourself. Christians, let's act like conduits. Sometimes the world hates us because we mean. By the way, the dude that blessed me, it was thousands. Already knew where it was spent. I had a huge bill. It was gone, but at least I had it. Here's the thing that hit me as I was studying the text. I thought. He was the blessing. I was the blessing. 
that's not being arrogant. It's what the text says. Uh, so guess what? I don't know where he's at. Now, he probably getting more. And I'm not talking money. I'm not even talking money. He, maybe he understands the principle that if you sow, anyway, anyway. I'm, try, I'm trying to free a couple of y'all. Uh, if you're new here and you think I'm a crooked preacher trying to get your money, no, man, I want you to be blessed. God, God, God capable of hooking you up. Why are you holding on to it? The more you hold on, you can't open up your hands. Anyway. So I got two implications. Implication number one, I got this yesterday. It's only three verses. I dare you to go read it ten times. Anybody in here other than me a disciple? A couple people, two, three, four, five people. This is the 11. Here's the implication. These implications bless me. Implication number one, God must really thank, think a lot of us his disciples. He has to. For him to bless somebody else for blessing you, what does that say about what he thinks about you? God must really love his disciples. If you good to them, he goes, what does that say about what he thinks of you? Man, do y'all hear me? He loves us enough that if the world hooks us up, he'll hook them up. Can I say that again? He loves us. <laughs> oh, golly. <laughs> Eric, the reason you here ain't because I hired you. You here because he loved you and you responded to it. Here's implication number two. And this one is conspicuous to me. Jesus, as he's talking to disciples, he pretty much assumes we're going to be among the whoever's. That's how they get to bless you in the first place. You do life with them. Uh, uh, you, you do ministry among the whoever's. You don't stay within the walls. Uh, the walls don't block you from the whoever's. Jesus just assumed that, that preachers, you're going to be out in the streets. He, Jesus ain't sitting up in heaven like, ooh, we keep sharing the gospel uh, with a psychic reader. He expects it. How dare I call myself a preacher and only preach here? I'm here one day a week. I ain't even got an office. So you mean to tell me I'm going to pass somebody at L.A. Fitness with my Jesus and I ain't going to open? Y'all know I got a big mouth? Tell them. Do life with them. Hey, stop being scared. Man, if you ain't ever sat in a room full of weed smoking, I'm being serious, sit in one and share the gospel. You ain't got the puff. Serious. It's the world we live in now. Y'all think weed ain't going to be legal in Georgia? It's coming. Yes, it Some of you happy. <laughs> and let's do life with those people. Yes. Two weeks in a row I talked weed. Because <laughs> that's our world. 
Jesus expects these guys. He said, I'm sending y'all out like sheep amidst the wolves. And we want to do comfortable Sundays. Some of y'all like, man, he's preaching too long because you want to be comfortable. Love y'all. Whoever's, thank you for coming. Thank you for watching online. There's a barcode at the bottom. Whoever's, y'all better recognize. Y'all better stop hating us Christians. Politicians. Y'all better stop making laws to try to stop us Christians. Because we connected. <laughs> We're conduit. Hollywood, y'all better stop making sitcoms, producers, and, 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 and studio execs and directors. Y'all ever watch sitcoms? Jesus is always the butt of jokes in sitcoms. So Hollywood, y'all better recognize. Y'all better stop picking at his kids. We're connected, yes. and we're conduits, and don't hate who's meant to bless you. Some of the whoever's ain't going to ever get it. Sad. But here's a huge sobering reality for me. If all the whoever's in my life don't get who I am, I need to get who I am. Now, I told a story of me, true story, sharing with the psychic palm reader. Can I give you one more story? And then I'll be out of here. Might as well say yes, I'm going to give it. <laughs> I need to talk to y'all, too, too. I really like y'all. How old are y'all? 19? And you, 15, keep coming. And keep laughing. I'm going to move y'all to the front next week. Sorry, sorry. What's my next story? Here's my next story. Uh, since you won't think that I'm all of that with my psychic palm reader story, I got one more story. Uh, I had a big book. I work for church in the morning. I do my work early in the morning. Then the afternoon, I do school work. I had a 500 and something page book for school a couple of months ago. I hang out at the pool. I've shared all of this. There's three pools in my subdivision. One, nothing but old people. That's the one I hang at. I'm really now old. I still can't <laughs> swim, but we'll talk. <laughs> uh, she's a swim instructor. Uh, and so I'm going to the pool with my book, knowing nobody will be there. The pool is now closed. I can read by myself. I can just sit in solace and read. I go over to the pool, and I see one lady that I know. She can talk, and I can talk. And we get there, and my thing is, avoid her. Not I me, mean, just avoid her. Try to go around and go under the water. <laughs> <laughs> And I get, <laughs> I get to my seat, and uh, she gets up. I'm a long way from her. She comes around the pool, and she said, I sure did miss you. And I'm thinking, man, I have a book in my lap. I'm reading. She said, where have you been? 
I said, I had a surgical procedure, and then my father was sick, and he died, and I took some time off. She gave me condolences, and then she said, yeah, when my father died, I'm the only one in my family that's not Christian. I'm not religious, and I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to read. But clearly, God is opening. It's clear, Donna. He's opening a door for me. Please don't judge me. I didn't take it. I, I justified. I'm reading a book about Jesus. I ain't really got to talk about him. Now, I mean, I'm going to write a paper about him. That's, I'm going to try to get an A about him. And I didn't, I didn't share Jesus with her. I see her all of the time. And the next day, I prayed. I said, God, when the summer comes, and she's at, she's at the pool every day, I won't fail next time. I go right back to what she shared. But here's what hit me as I studied the text. Because <sighs> I'm a thug. <laughs> That shouldn't be that funny. <laughs> Here's what hit me. I used the book that I had to conceal the truth. The reality, I was scared. Thug and all, I was scared to open my mouth because she sees me at the pool. She knows I'm a preacher. But what if she get mad with me telling her, not me, how to get saved? And it hit me as I studied the verses this week. For a moment, I forgot who I am. Man, I love y'all. I'm so glad y'all come here. But I'm just going to be honest. When I die, I don't want to be known as the pastor of the factory. I'm sorry, I don't. There's too much else going on. I want y'all to say that dude loved the Lord. That's, man, my son gave me a speech yesterday. I'll be four for years. I, I, he didn't, you didn't mention the factory. And, 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 and I, forgot, I forgot that I love Jesus. Y'all hear me? And I forgot, Inga, he saved me. I forgot that, that you, I used to have the biggest head in the world, and he's humbled me. He walks with me. He, I forgot he, ta he talks with me like Jesus, Holy Spirit. Sometimes I can literally feel the Holy Ghost. And I forgot. So if all the whoever's in your life forget, you can't forget. If you go home for Thanksgiving and your family laughs at you, don't forget. Because doesn't that come with Matthew 10? So this ain't really for the whoever's, is it? Disciples, y'all better recognize. As my daddy can say, time winding up. You better share the gospel. You better share Jesus. Your family needs it. Uh, every year I say it, Tracy. You hear every year. You know Thanksgiving a perfect time to go share Jesus because you're going to be sitting with your daddy that you haven't loved in years. You don't even like your daddy, right? He don't like you. Seriously, he left you. Your mama did some crazy stuff. Your cousin's still crazy. 
Somebody can't cook macaroni and cheese. That's going to be too. But man, we, do y'all know who you are? I love y'all, man. I said this a couple of weeks ago. When one of your family members is sick, I ain't too good to go to the hospital and pray. But when you know who you are, when you know who you are, guess what you can do? You can, you can lay hands on, on your own family member. By the way, they can get healed. Because you're a conduit. Holy Spirit flows through you. So I ain't too good for you to call, but who are you? Am I the only one to say? I want to hear it. Y'all love the Lord? Come on, play. I'm, I'm done. You guys are amazing. Let me, let me, let me give an invitation. In the text, we're connected. In the text, we're conduits. We're, we're a conduit for blessing. Here's what we're not in the text. We're not the blessor. Here's what we're not in the text. We're not the source. That's God. And we didn't read about Holy Spirit at all, but we connected to all three of the, in, in the Trinity. Uh, if you keep reading the Bible, Holy Spirit, he, he, he in me now. <laughs> and he said, Jesus said this, he said, you know, the one who sent me, well, what did he send you for? I talk about it every week. He sent me because there was a sin problem. We can't take sin lightly. Y'all do realize that? Sin is always a problem. Sin, sin and death, you can tie them together. So, so Jesus says, I was sent for your sin. I'm perfect, true, came for your sin. Talked about mistreated, brutally beaten, wounded. I talk about it every week. Put a crown of thorns on my head. Hung me on a tree. Laughed at me, spat on me. Had me up there pretty much naked, embarrassing. I took the shame. I took it. I, I don't know, Donna, because I ain't that smart. I wonder which was worse, the shame or the pain. All I know is he handled them both. Oh, I'm going to praise him. <laughs> Put nails in his hand, Rob. Y'all know the story. He died. He lay his life down. Put him in a tomb. Third day, he got up. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna preach this every week. He ascended to heaven. Now he sits at the right hand of the Father, praying, interceding for us. He's coming back. In the text, there are five whoever's. Five whoever's. In Romans 10, 13, there's one whoever. It says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, I know that that's a true verse because I did it. <laughs> it wasn't magic, David. It was better than magic. I've told my testimony tonight I got saved. I cried. I wasn't out of church. 
I was in my brother's condo. The Holy Spirit filled me. Tears just flew down my face. He's real. Are you one of the whoever's who don't know him? We ain't here to judge you. But would you say yes to the redemption story? Would you say yes to his dying, his burial, his resurrection, his return? Would you say to him, I want to go from being one of them whoever's to being your disciple? Is that one here today? You want to do that? Please? Would you come? Would you come? If you want me to come meet you, I'll come meet you. And I'm not as crazy as I've acted today. I, I mean what I do. Do you know him? Do you want to know him? Is there one? You want to know him as your savior? Father, we thank you. We praise you. Thank you for thinking enough of us, loving us enough that our, the whoever's in this life hook us up, you hook them up. That's weird, but I'm glad. Would you help us to embrace, to recognize who we are in you? Disciples, Christ followers, students of Jesus, servants of Jesus. Would you use us mightily this week, especially Thanksgiving? In the name of Jesus, we pray. And I pray for Christine, that psychic, or hopefully former psychic. I pray that she's living for you now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let me say one more thing. The next day our flight left in Boston, I told my wife, I'm going to go back and look for Christine before our flight. I said, I hope I don't see her. Remember the woman at the well? She left her water pot. I hope Christine left, left, left her table. I didn't see her, and I'm hoping one day she'll call. Let's pray for Christine.